BYUSN, the Big 12 Media Day Spectacular hits day two in Arlington, Texas at AT&T Stadium. BYU Athletic Director Tom Holmo joins us and reveals when BYU to the Big 12 first felt real to him. Plus, BYU quarterback Keen Slovis joins the program, and we, we react to the best sound of the day from yesterday. Commissioner Brett Yormark, Steve Sarkeesian, Kalani's talking more. Another big show for another Big 12 Media Day special. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We are live from AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, in one of the locker rooms here the visitors at locker. the home of the Dallas Cowboys. Many an opposing team has come in here and won, Spencer. And uh, a, few, a, few, a few have lost as well. And some have lost, yes. Yeah, we, it's fun to think about some of the fun moments, obviously, in this stadium over the last, what has it been open, 13, 14 years Since or so. 2009. Obviously, 09 Oklahoma, which we mentioned. But, yeah, um, hopefully one day BYU is playing for a Big 12 title game in this venue. Yesterday they announced that the uh, championship game will continue here through 2030. So hopefully BYU is in a couple of games by then in this stadium. Let's go. He is... Texas air conditioning specialist Jerem Jordan. Oh my I gosh! Merely Spencer. It's Lindsay. like we mentioned it yesterday. One hundred five and humid. It's so hot outside. We are not going to be outside tomorrow. <laughs> We're going to do it inside here. We wrangled everything just so we can be here. Mainly, it's us complaining uh, about being outside. But that's a good choice because what's fun is we did eighteen interviews yesterday. You only saw five, I think. Um, we are going to air these the next couple of weeks. We've had some really fun conversations sure. with almost every team. Some multiple guys from teams. Good to establish relationships and get to know these guys. Hey, we're gathering more. We're going to have 30-plus by the time that we are done in yes. Arlington. Pre-fall camp, you should feel like you know the Big 12 way better, which on today's show you're going to do. We're going to talk to uh, Tom Homo. We we dig in, get into the weeds about what went into getting into the Big 12. When did he get the call? When did it feel real? Was there ever an invite to the Pac-12? Would BYU have said yes previously? Like, what led up to this? Keaton Slovis, the quarterback, y'all, will join the program based on our conversation yesterday. Hoping to talk to perhaps Cincinnati in the back end, perhaps other guests as well. We'll see what uh, we can get access to. Everyone's been great here. It's been a ton of fun. And yesterday was a big day one. Our opening segment presented by Feastbox, donating 10% of every order to Full of Hope, a charitable organization that feeds hungry families. And to properly open... This day two BYUSN extravaganza and offer some backdrop for what happened yesterday. We're going to recap some of the top sound bites from day one. It was loaded, beginning with Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark and this statement on expansion from his introductory news conference. Relative to expansion, I said coming out of our spring business meetings at the Greenbrier that we have a plan and we have a plan for expansion. And I'm not going to really address it today. You can ask me, but I'm not really going to address it. We do have a plan, and hopefully we can execute that plan sooner than later. Ah, uh, okay. yes. Sooner than later. What does sooner than later mean? Well, sooner is a funny phrase to use because Oklahoma's leaving. But, I, yeah, who who is it? Does it include uh, now independent San Diego State? Like, if they're going to get kicked out of the Mountain West, it feels like, next year. UConn, Gonzaga. The Pac-12 TV deal, again, still feels like the crux of all of this. If it's, Next week is Pac-12 Media Day in Las Vegas. When they have a deal, and if it's not good enough for certain members, will they then want to bounce? And Brett Yormark told us two weeks ago on this program, 
We don't want people that are just about the TV contract. It's got to be a fit, but there are definitely some teams that would fit in this league in the future. Jerem, for what it's from worth, the there is a Colorado Buffaloes beat writer that is here covering Big 12 Media Days. That is not a joke. Okay. okay. Hey, just in case, maybe? I, like, thought, I thought the Buffalo like headdress was a little much for him. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. There you I, go. Don't, I don't know how much I'm reading into that. Maybe this is just it's just good journalism to be ready in case. Like, hey, in case Colorado does go to the Big 12, we probably should know what's going on. Listen, we're the new guys. What if this person has been coming here the whole time <laughs> because they were in the league? <laughs> That'd be funny. Okay, Brett Yormark also addressed what the open for business meant. Um, in fact, he addressed it in, in like PowerPoint form. It was yeah. awesome. Let's not forget. During last year's Media Days event, I announced that the Big 12 was open for business. Since then, we've jumped ahead of the line and extended TV agreements with existing partners through 2031, creating tremendous stability and clarity for this conference. It's been a very busy 11 months, but it's not necessarily about where we've been. For all of us, it's about where we're going. As we look forward, we will continue to innovate, create, and positively disrupt. Let's get my guy a teleprompter for himself. Yes. Let's get him a teleprompter. I love that phrase. Positively disrupt. He's just doing things that have never been done. Yes. We love the innovation. We've talked to several head coaches that love the innovation, the creativity, the foresight. Like, how can the Big 12, in short, they don't want to say it out loud, but let's be honest. How can the Big 12 be the third best league? Not only competitively on the field, but off the field, off the court, and off the mat, and so on. I love the direction of the league. I like the leadership and Brett Yormark and where it's going. It's not creativity for creativity's sake. It's to further the brand, generate revenue, and continue to explore where they haven't gone in, in a lot of different spaces, creatively and revenue and so on and so yeah. forth, that BYU will benefit from. The open for business phrase, as he mentioned, got a ton of attention. Like expansion like, only. Oh, is he's coming after the Pac-12. Well, we're not open for That's business. That's what we all thought you know? it was, yeah. And he clarified that with us on BYU Sports Nation a week and a half ago, and he's like, That's not what I intended. I was meaning that we're open to innovate and to positively disrupt. And then he proceeded to, you know, roll out the things that he's he's been doing and will continue to do. There was a big list behind him on, yeah. a, like, on a graphic. Yeah. yeah, so that that's it's not anything new, but it, it just was nice to see those itemized things. Like, yes. oh, yeah, well, they have accomplished a lot in 11 months. A goal is not a goal unless you write it down. Otherwise, it's a dream. And so these things are written out. Like, he comes from a business end, right? He comes from the entertainment industry. Like, he has different ideas for what could happen. Some of those are going to miss. But you cannot succeed if you don't have some failures. Otherwise, you're not getting up, up enough shots, if you will. Like, sure. Like, Steph Curry misses half of his threes. Well, the, you nice, got, you the nice part is he's tried, a lot of, he's tried a lot of things, so he's already learned a lot. So what, what he does, he feels like legitimately like the majority of it is going to work because he's already gone through the hard lessons. This, yes, and this is, this is dumb but simple. There's no lanyard here. The, ri- the wristband is the access. It's just easy. It's just, this is the easiest, simplest media day I've ever been to. It's it's awesome, like media event. It's just well put together. It's bigger than any individual school. It's been it's been awesome, and that's just a little insight into what this league is becoming. The commissioner also shared his opinion on where the Big Twelve stacks up 
from a depth standpoint among the major college football conferences? We were the only conference last season to send 80% of its teams to bowl games. I believe we are once again the deepest conference in America. All right, deepest conference in America. Now, okay. uh, what I read into that is that just, and coaches have said this to us, several coaches have come in here and said, it does not matter who you are playing. If you're picked to finish first or you're picked to finish 14th, it is going to be an absolute fight. And that manifested itself last year in the Big 12 Conference because Iowa State and West Virginia did not have good seasons. Iowa State went 4-8 and eight overall, but they really pushed some of the top-tier teams, as did West Virginia. And that will continue with the now 14-team conference. So when he says deepest conference, I mean, top to bottom, Jim, like, who's – is there a – bad team in the Big 12? There used to be. It was Kansas, and then they started the Kansas is good now. Like, they've got the best quarterback in the league. Like, we live in a world where there were more Kansas preseason All-Big 12 players than Oklahoma. Like, what? That's crazy. Yeah, we thought Kansas would be a gimme. It's not. There's literally no gimmies on BYU's schedule. I only look at two automatic wins, and it's the first two. <sighs> That's it. Sam Houston and Southern Utah. I'm like, those better be wins. There, there, is, there, there are zero gimmies in the Big yeah, 12. Yeah, zero gimmies. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian was on the program yesterday. Really fun conversation with him. Addressed the media as well, talking about BYU's brand. He would know. You know, to me, BYU's been a national brand for decades. And going back to Coach Edwards and what he was able to do and some of the great teams and great players. Uh, and so for them now to be in a, in a, in a Power 5 situation in the Big 12, uh, I'm happy for them. I'm happy for the for BYU. I'm happy for uh, their alumni and those players. I think it's a great opportunity, um, you know. And then we get a chance to play it. You know, I, I'm glad we don't have to go to Provo. I get we get them in Austin, so that'll be fun. Yes, it will. October 20th. Yeah, we're, we are looking forward to that. And I know a lot of BYU fans have already booked their trip for that showdown with Sark and the Longhorns. Kalani Satake also in his general media session discussed, among other things, BYU's recruiting status now in the Big 12 Conference. I mean, we're a faith-based institution, so we're affiliated with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and a lot of people don't know much about, about the church or about our mission, but our football program is right in alignment with, with the mission of our church. And, and uh, you know, we, and that's you know, proclaiming our, our belief in Jesus Christ as our Savior. And that's, there's a lot of people that fall in line with that, whether they're members of the church or not. And, and it's just opened the doors as far as widening our net a little bit in recruiting. That is such an interesting perspective and insight into how BYU recruits because we've talked about the fit. Yeah, geographically, it's a little out there for Provo to get to these Big 12 it's schools. The but, school. but politically, and with the religious backdrop, it feels like a great fit, and it actually is benefiting BYU in recruiting. It's now. like, it, listen, not every school is like a Christian private university. In the WCC, uh, that was the case. Um, but it, it is like-minded individuals who value the person, value ball, and value the, the things that matter. For BYU, it happens to be, you know, uh, football's fifth, uh, as Bronco said back in the day. Uh, but it, this is exciting. Regarding recruiting, Brett Yormark said a comment that I thought was the comment of the day. <laughs> it was fire. Someone said, you know, uh, what's your reaction to Texas and, uh, you know, Oklahoma leading this league in recruiting? He said, well, 
They haven't been in the Big 12 title game the last couple of years, so I wouldn't say <laughs> I, that. I don't know that that's Which, happened. Let's be honest. Texas and Oklahoma, they always accrue in the top ten. Wow. They're amazing. But this league is wide open from a competitive standpoint, yes. as you mentioned. TCU was the seventh-pick team last year. They make the playoff. Kansas State was fifth. They won the league. The year before that, Baylor was eighth. Eighth, eighth and they won the league. Like, if you are in the bottom tier of the league, you have a chance. Not only a chance. Those teams have... Uh, been in the Big 12 title game or won it. And now all BYU fans are thinking, BYU's picked to finish 11th. You're telling me there's a chance. Listen, I I think every team in this league, outside of probably, honestly, um, you know, West Virginia, has a chance to be in the Big 12 title game. Yeah. Like, they've got some things they got to fix. But what, what if they show up and, and run? They, they've had a, explosive offenses over the years. Let's go. Yeah, there were some fun scathing remarks from several people <laughs> yesterday. Sonny Dyke <laughs> said, hey, Missouri was playing in a lot of Big 12 championships. Haven't seen that much in the SEC. A&M was competitive program, not as often now. And He's it, not wrong. And he said, I don't know about you, but UCLA and Rutgers feels like a natural rivalry to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those Maryland-USC games are going to be awesome. Uh, it is what it is, man. Up next, BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo explains when BYU to the Big 12 first felt real for him, where he was when he got the call up to Power 5 status, and how close was BYU to joining the Pac-12? Don't go anywhere. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is sponsored by Beastbox Global Grill, a unique dining experience featuring Texas, Hawaiian, and Korean meats. Time to feast. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. We are live from Big 12 Media Days. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Let's just go ahead and keep the head coach theme rolling with these interviews and welcome in the man in charge of UCF football. He is Gus Malzahn. Coach, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. We appreciate you spending some time with hey, us. Hey, glad to be here. Uh, you, like BYU, new to the conference, yeah. and this is a, a cool deal here, to yeah. say the least, at, yeah. at AT&T Stadium. So from your perspective, how, how has it been to be welcomed in this way uh, from UCF and, yeah. and bring that or that Orlando vibe into yeah. the Big Twelve. Hey, it's been great. There's so much excitement, you know, back home. Um, you know, the the first time going in a Power Five conference, the Big Twelve conference, one of the best football conference really uh, in the country. And just thinking about all the the former players, former coaches, boosters that helped us get to that point, and it just feels real special, you know, to be the head coach of the program that's that's taking that next step. And the, the openness and the parody often is uh, lipstick in reality, but that is not the case in this. Uh, yeah. It's it's Kansas State at five, winning the league last year. TCU yeah. making the playoff at seven. Baylor, the eighth pick team three two years ago. Yeah. Literally, you got a chance. So how are you feeling about your team going into this year in a Power 5 league? Yeah, you know, you look at the schedule, uh, you know, there's no weeks off. Most schedules, matter of fact, most other Power 5 uh, conferences, there's a couple weeks that so you can kind of catch your breath. You can't. And uh, it's real special, and I don't know about BYU, but we have five road games, the new kid on the block, conference games. That's no joke. And then we play Boise State on the road, too. That's no treat, as y'all know. <laughs> yes. So our schedule <laughs> is, is well. like one of the toughest schedules probably in the country. Um, and then you just said it. I mean, the, it's top to bottom. It's as good as it gets. Yeah, BYU's right there with you, five conference road games. And throwing, hey, throwing, guys. <laughs> throw, throwing a trip to Arkansas as well <laughs> okay. on the road. Yeah. Hey, we're in the you same know. boat, guys. Okay, y'all you know. 
feel my pain. Okay, good. <laughs> UCF, of the four newcomers, was picked to finish the highest at, at number eight. Uh, where would you place the expectations for your program this year, given that it is unique going into yeah. a Power 5 league, but you got a great team coming back. Yeah, you know, we're a program. They've been ultra-successful way before I got there, and we're a program that expects to win championships, and you know that's what we talk about, and will that be extremely tough? Oh, there's no doubt, but that's how we think, and um, you know, that's how we recruit, and you know, our team, uh, we got a pretty veteran team coming back with a lot of experience, which is very good. We've got quality depth on both lines of scrimmage, which you need to when you take that next step, and then our quarterback's returning. So, you know, the pieces of the puzzle are there, but we're going to have to play really good football, win close games on the road, road games you got to find a way to win. So uh, it's a big challenge, but we're looking forward to it. Having previous experience, obviously, in the SEC at Auburn, how does that benefit UCF this year? You know, I really think it helps us. Uh, you know, most of my staff are with me, and, and we, we had quite a bit of success, won some championships. So we have a staff that's not going to be a shock to our system. Uh, we have a bunch of transfers, as a matter of fact, quite a few from the SEC. And uh, so we have a veteran group, and I really hope that helps. Coach, other than uh, not calling UCF Central Florida, what else do you want people to know about Gold the Golden Knights? Yeah, it's uh, – <laughs> It is a great place to visit. I mean, uh, the best brands in the world in Orlando, Florida. It's an unbelievable place to live. Uh, our school is young. Uh, you know, we're big. We've got 69,000 students. The average uh, age of our alumni is like either 36 or 37. Wow. So it's a different vibe than any place I've ever been. And when you come and experience the bounce house and yep. the crowd's a young, energetic crowd, it's just really um, really special. Yeah. Well, BYU was there in 2014. I, I haven't forgotten. It was it was a loud, <laughs> okay. special okay. place. It was, it was big time. Yeah. Coach, we appreciate the time with us. Thanks yeah. so much. All right. Thanks for having me, Thank guys. You. All right. Uh, we spoke with BYU Athletic Director Tom Holmo at the very end of day one in Arlington, and he opened up on a lot of topics, including where he was when he got the call up to the Big 12 from previous Commissioner Bob Bowlesby, how close BYU was to maybe joining the Pac-12, and what's next on the Big 12 agenda list. This is Tom Homo. Tom, now that you've gone through the majority of this initial day of Big 12 Media Days, how would you sum up the experience that BYU has had here at AT&T Stadium? Uh, I think it's bigger than I would have expected. Um, I've been to Media Days a few times, and it's kind of routine. I don't think there's anything routine about today. It was exceptional in every way. I thought the commissioner did a great job of rallying the troops, of um, letting everybody understand he's in charge and we're not done. And and that means we're not done moving forward in, in every way. I thought all the uh, coaches were super uh, collegial and very friendly with each other, and it's genuine. That's kind of a cool thing. And just the color and pageantry of college football is on stage. It's all real. It's good. July 1st, it got kind of realish july 12th here it's gotten kind of realish what what has this been like to kind of settle into we are in this league we are a power five team have you had like a moment where it was like oh it, it became real or will that happen when BYU's playing games the moment that it first became real has already occurred and that was when bob bullsby asked me on the phone do you want to join the big 12 <laughs> that was real that's the one i almost stumbled and fell. In 16 or 21? It's 21. Okay. Where were you when that happened? In a hotel room in Vegas. We were playing Arizona the next day, I believe it was. And he said, you know, just keep it keep it under wraps, but it's happening. And it was real. I knew it. 
So uh, for me, I'm, I've been to you know over a dozen meetings with the ADs live. I've been on two or three dozen more Zooms. <laughs> so it's real, believe me. We put a lot of work into this just already moving forward. But I, I, I totally understand that these are kind of significant traditional events. Media Day, it counts. And um, I look forward to it, but I kind of can't wait for it to be over because after this, it's just games, and that's what I'm here for. There are these poignant moments for sure, and Jeremy and I have uh, been discussing, you know, through live shows and interviews that, like, this this is hitting home for us in a major way today, being in AT&T Stadium and just, like, feeling part of something that is is bigger, it's bigger. than it's bigger like we like we did the best we could right in independence mm-hmm. in a lot of different ways from our end that was yeah we throw our own media day but to sit here in the dallas cowboys visiting locker room talking with all these uh coaches and players is pretty special so um what has struck you about uh this event and sort of what it means for BYU to be in the league and participate in a league because hey it's been a minute I think what you just said is what struck me the most is we're in a league. Yeah. Being independent was kind of hit or miss. I mean, I think it was better than hit or miss, but it wasn't much better in some, sometimes. We had some highs and we had some lows. But you're, if you're not in a league, there's just certain things that you miss. And one of them is the, like this, the camaraderie and the rivalries and you just all those things that you get used to. And I think that's kind of coming in more for me now i've seen it a little bit when you walk into the room and we've had meetings with the big 12 basketball coaches live where we're in person and you're like oh boy we're not in kansas anymore but we will be (laughs) be in kansas (laughs) quite literally yeah and i i think that being in the league you know i was in a league in high school you know you know like one of the things that came to me today is i can't wait to start learning about how you know texas tech plays on the road and what their scheme is and how they recruit and when's a good time to play them at in lubbock and there's so many questions that i haven't even thought of so there'll be a transition period yeah i, I love that too because this year is sort of like yeah we've heard of you next year we're going to show up and be like we know exactly who you are we've played a game except for three or four which would be fun you know BYU has such a unique legacy and such a far-reaching ability because of the Lavelle Edwards era and coaching trees and all the people that have worked around him and with him, and certainly you can appreciate that because you are part of his coaching tree as well. Uh, but it has it has made the transition and the communication in the transition feel smoother as we talk to these coaches and players that they know who BYU is, they know where we come from. What has that been like for you to watch that and connect with them on that level of, you know, not just Lavelle, but the BYU brand. I mean, I love it. It's kind of one of the cool things because my whole career, like playing with the 49ers at Cal, Stanford, wherever I would go anywhere in athletics, if it's football, people would ask me about Lavelle. People would ask me about Glenn Tuckett in college. He had a, you know, I think the legend of Lavelle, you know you're a legend. Well, I know he's a legend, not just because they named the stadium after him, but (laughs) it's like, we learned the lessons when we were there. They're applicable 40 years later. That's legend. And, like, today everybody's saying, man, did you hear that story about they were talking about Lavelle? And I'm thinking, man, 
that's he's been he's been gone for a little while. Yeah. But he, he wasn't active as a coach since when? What was that year? Since two thousand. Two thousand. So it's been a long time since he's been active, and yet people are still talking about him and still learning. And the the one that's the most and the most pertinent for me is Kalani. Yeah. Is that you can't have a conversation with Kalani that Lavelle then come up at some point in time in some way. And uh, as long as that's happening, I feel we're in a good spot. In 2000, we could not have predicted that we would still be talking in the same reverential tone about Lavelle at Big 12 Media Day. Like, this is, this is special. Like, yeah. what we're experiencing today is special. Give me a sense of sort of the road, the journey, the dark times of when you didn't know if this would ever happen. I never really looked at that. I mean, it, I knew it might not happen in my administration, but I, it's just, it's, I believe, and I can say this on BYU TV with you guys, I just, it's BYU, it's going to happen. Mm. We, it's like the Cubs, they're going to win a World Series. At some point. At some point. Don't they, rile Dave McCann up here. They were going to win a World Series. You I, felt it was going to happen, like, no like destiny, it was yeah. going to occur. Right. I just mm. couldn't imagine, because I've seen so much of it. Since I know the good, and I've seen the struggle, and I know the negative part that people will attribute to why we're not in. I know all that, and the, it just doesn't reason out for us, and we're super biased. But I think just in time, and the stars had to align for sure. It had to be the exact right time, and Texas and Oklahoma had to leave. Hmm. And so... I just want to express my thanks to Texas, <laughs> Texas and Oklahoma for making it possible. If they hadn't left, you know, it might not happen. What was there a point? At least in my mind, and I could be way off. Obviously, in the kind of mid '90s, when the Big Twelve kind of combined the Big Eight and the, what was it, the SWAC? Obviously, BYU wanted in. Was it always kind of like, hey, the Pac-12 would be like the geographical fit? We want to be in there, or was there a we want to be in the Pac- a Big 12 at some point? You know, I really wasn't there at that time, but I've had an opportunity to talk to Rondo and Rondo Felberg, former AD, and and Val Hale was a young um, uh, communications guy back in those days, and then became the AD. So we've had those communications, and I know the stories well. I've heard the angst. So as you as you piece it all together, it was you know the Pac-12 makes perfectly geographical sense, but kind of beyond that, there's there's just kind of too many issues that came up along the way, and um, you know just a good friend of mine, um, we 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 had some conversations with the Big Twelve with the Pac-12 um, before we got into the Big Twelve. And they weren't with, they weren't official and they weren't formal, but there were people in their circles that wanted us to come, high ranking people in the Pac 12. And um, it was, you know, was it close? I kept thinking, is this real? I and mean, is this going to happen? I mean, it's too, too, it hasn't helped in the past based on what I've seen. And, and it just kind of simmered and then boom, we're in the Big 12. And then I'm like, all that effort and energy. Because one of the things that's always been baffling to me is nobody plays the Pac-12 in all sports more than BYU. Yeah, yeah. And no. and and the relationship was great. I mean, we had like contracts with be with uh, the Pac-12 in their network 
because we played them so much that it was just like check. It's BYU. We yeah. get it. We'll do it. We'll we, deal we with it. We exchange footage all the time. That's them. what I'm saying. They were great. Yeah. And so like, yeah. and when you see that and you expect that, you know, good things are going to happen, and it doesn't. It's maybe it's just not meant to be. And so the Big Twelve, there's reasons that we've been talking, and that thing came together. Would you have said yes to the Pac-12 if invited previous well, to I mean, 21? I'm not, not going to answer that question because it did not happen, and I, I don't deal – it's hard for me to deal with what ifs, but like, I, what would you think we would have said? Yes. Yeah, I would think maybe, but who knows? But in the end, it feels like culturally the fit is the best in the Big 12 well, and that this is going to work yeah. uh, even better. I mean, and, and I can just say when we walked into that room for the first meeting, I felt like we belonged, and I felt like Cincinnati belonged, and UCF, and Houston. Houston. Yeah. I felt like we all, they, they were up their arms around us right away. Another interesting point is when we came in is that I felt like Oklahoma and Texas, for two years, they had to be in the they're going to have to be in the room, that they fit for the time. You know, that was that's a, a lot of emotions we're in that the first time I went in the room, I'm like, oh, boy, <laughs> you know, you could cut the tension with a knife. It was close to the time that that happened. But I think that those two schools have been super respectful to us and to and, you know, publicly. You just don't see that animosity out there. You get on the you know campus, uh, what do you call the fan lines and stuff? Different oh, yeah. story. I'm not talking about yeah, that. The, the fan boards, the fan message boards. boards but yeah. I, I think that it's attributed to the, the legacy um, – eight that are in that room and Joe and Chris at Oklahoma, Texas, that they made it work for the two years that they had to be there. So that being said, like that makes me feel like it was the right decision. And now, you know, on their, their, we've had a, a, you know, two years of when we talk membership or other key things, the broadcast rights agreements, we're just the mm. 10 of us, excuse me, 12 of us. Um, and in those times, I say to myself a lot, man, this feels good. This this feels like there's good collaboration, um, good partnership, yeah. very strong relationships. And like walking out there today, you know, those guys, I, I know those, those dudes are my brothers now. BYU Athletic Director Tom Holmo is on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, we'll finish with this. One of the favorite phone calls I've ever received came from you in early September of 2021. I was sick, really sick with COVID. And you called me up. And you said, Spencer, I need you to get better because big things are happening. I can't tell you what's uh, what's happening, wow. but I need you to I need you to get healthy because big things are happening. And uh, you know that, that was uh, one very kind gesture of you, and it means a lot to me. But I was so happy to be involved that I got healthy in, in time enough. Good job to be there. You know, and you motivated me in that regard. You missed week one. Um, you came back the I week of back, the invite yes. in Utah. And and you that were a big awesome. part of like yeah. of me just like okay, hunkering down, more faithful, more prayerful, like can I be okay for this? Well, you, that's special because that was confidential and I must have just been bursting at the team to tell somebody. <laughs> yeah. And you're I think you're the only one I ever told. Yeah, you yeah. didn't tell me, Tom. But you, I didn't tell you what was happening. You didn't tell me. You just said <laughs> Big things are happening. Right, you just missed the number. In I there. need you yeah. to get healthy, um, but that just—I I wanted to share that because that—that no, that was so cool. a very meaningful thing for me, um, and uh, um, yeah, just so cool to see this come to fruition. Tom brought you back from COVID, quite, is that what you're quite literally. 
quite what <laughs> I mean. It, cured you. It was like, okay, Spencer, let's go. Let's Lazarus. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so great! But uh, yeah, we're we're so happy to be part of this with you here at AT and T Stadium, and, and to see this come to fruition. Now hold on, we ain't done yet. We're not done yet. I mean, I just like I want to. I, I had a great time today, but I I, I think the boys and we're going to go out and the, our crew going to go check out Mission Impossible yep. tonight and start, and then then tomorrow. We got games. It's on, man. I I, I can't. I, there can't be any more. Can't wait. Parties. This no. has got to be game time. Let's. And let, then when the season starts, we'll party a little bit. Let's do then it. Then it's mission possible. Uh, <laughs> let's go. Oh boy. Let's go. <laughs> Tom, thanks for uh, spending some time with us. Cool. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. He is the athletic director at BYU, Tom Homo, and said some things that have never really been publicly stated there. Yeah, about the Pac-12 when he got the phone call the week From of the Bob Arizona Bowlesby? game in Las Vegas and so on and so forth. I, yeah, I, I I would like to think that if BYU got a Power 5 invite previous to 2021, that it would have been the Pac-12, and they would have said yes. I would have loved that. We would have all loved that. But now that BYU's in the Big 12, it feels like waiting was worth it. Well, not waiting, just the the timing worked out. And it was funny that he thanks Texas and Oklahoma. I've been told before, and I think you have as well, maybe it was the same convo, that Texas and Oklahoma initially in 2016 weren't too keen on BYU being in the league or anyone, and they didn't add anyone. But once they went to the SEC, they ceased to have a vote, and then it was like, now BYU's in and we are finding the others. Yeah, well, we're hearing so, Again, thank you to UT and OU for leaving because BYU now has this Power 5 opportunity, and we are in Dallas. They just had to knock down the dominoes to get this thing rolling, man. Mm-hmm. All right, still on the way. For day two of our Big 12 Media Days coverage, BYU quarterback Keaton Slovis. Why playing for offensive coordinator Aaron Roderick is so vastly different compared to his previous programs. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back to Big 12 Media Days from Arlington, Texas. I am Spencer. He is Jerem. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. This interview segment is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. And it features one of the premier defensive linemen in all of college football. He is Dante Corleone from Cincinnati. Dante. They call him the godfather for good yeah, reason. Let's go. Welcome, up, welcome to the Thank show. You. Thank you for having me. Well, what do you think of this Big 12 madness now that Cincinnati's uh, making the Power 5 jump and you're welcomed here at AT&T Stadium? Yeah, um, it's something new, you know, coming out now. It was different last year, you know, being on Zoom. But I, I like the environment. You know, it's a blessing being here. All the great teams paid the way for us to be here, so – we're blessed. It's a blessed, uh, good feeling to be here. As a Cincinnati guy, what's it like for Cincinnati to get into the Big 12 now? Um, I don't think, I mean, we're glad to be here, but, like, that's over. Like, after we take the fight back home, it's time to compete. You know, we go to higher ground in Indiana, somewhere we, we it's just nothing but football, and we bond. So that's our, that's what we're going to be focused on as soon as I, we get back. I mean, Bearcats football is only two years removed from making a run to the college football playoff. Yes, sir. So, I mean, high-level football has happened in the very recent yeah. pass at Cincinnati. A little bit of a step back last year, and you got a new head coach now. So how are you taking a leadership role to try and help the Bearcats 
get back moving in the right That's direction. Right. So since day one, you know, Coach Nico, our strength coach, and then Coach Brown, you know, those guys challenged me since day one to be more vocal. You know, I'm a guy people respect because I put the work in, but I was never vocal. You know, I, I, I would say something to somebody, but it's not out loud. I wouldn't hold them accountable. But since day one, you know, those guys – Challenged me that in the off season, and I didn't. I, uh, I think I got better in that. And then also, he challenged me for my weight. You know, he wanted me to be lean, mean. You know, so I can be a three down guy, not be a two down guy. So, those are key points. When they first got here, they challenged me. Uh, three hundred eighteen pounds. How's the lean coming? Good. Yeah. Yeah. What What do you eat to get more lean? Uh, it's not necessarily what you eat. It is how you just don't overeat. You know, you eat. Uh, one of my strength coaches was like, "Don't eat to be full. Eat to be sat. Don't be eat. Don't eat to be satisfied. Eat to like hold you for a couple more hours." So that was a big thing for me. So I try not to overeat anymore. Then we run so much now with the new staff. So yeah. I'm running as fast, like probably the fastest I've been in a long time. So okay. I shout out to Coach Nico and his strength coach. That's terrible news for BYU football. <laughs> <laughs> and, and every team you play goes to the big time. I was going to offer you anything you want over here at our snack <laughs> it table. Sounds like that's You're not... welcome to it, but you don't have to take yeah, it if you don't right. want to. You, you were the highest rated defensive player in pro football focus last year. What did that mean to you to get that those good grades? And did you did you agree? Did you feel like you had a great year? For me, I feel like I still like this year. I got way much like to prove. I feel like I didn't really do nothing last year. You know, I was a backup player, just helping my guy out, starting, you know, giving him rest if he needed. So that was kind of my role. But now we switch. You know, he's he's moving to end now, and I'm playing. I'm the starting role. So I'm just kind of like like that's last year. I'm more focused on helping my team in this new defensive scheme because you know I got to be the centerpiece service. So we feel like a puzzle. So. If somebody don't do their job, it's gonna it's gonna expose us. So everybody gotta hold, we gotta hold each other accountable. We gotta communicate in tough environments like BYU, for example. So we gotta be ready for that. But we were uh, ready to be uh, opening up in the nip against uh, Eastern Kentucky. So it's it's gonna be loud and it's gonna be fun this year. We're looking forward to seeing you in Provo on September 29th. We appreciate uh, you know uh, your generosity and your time to come and hang out with us. And sure. are, by the way, are you a Bengals fan? Of course. Let's go. Who they? Let's go. Let's go, man. He's the one in Utah. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. Awesome. Thanks, Dante. Yes, sir. All right. Coming up on BYU Sports Station, we take a look at Keaton Slovis, BYU quarterback interview as he goes two-on-one to discuss what makes playing for the Cougars so vastly different than the other programs he's been involved with. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Here's an experienced guy that's been there and done it before. Wants to take the jump from college football into the NFL. Follow suit of Zach Wilson and Jaron Hall in an A-Rod offense. And, And with Aaron Roderick's creativity and Epps and Hall and Roberts and Rex and company, you know, the sky's the limit. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, live from Big 12 Media Days in Arlington, Texas. Time now for our interview with BYU quarterback Keaton Slovis. What he thinks of this Big 12 welcome in Dallas and how Aaron Roderick has made the BYU offense one of the toughest for Big 12 defenses to prepare for. Keaton, this is your now first experience at a Big 12 media days. Uh, as you walk into AT&T Stadium and see all this around you, you know what, what was your initial reaction to the welcome that BYU and, and you personally got? Yeah, it's been pretty pretty impressive. Uh, obviously, to be in this kind of stadium environment, it's 
it's an awesome place. Uh, I've only seen it on TV the first time I've ever been here. So, uh, but then also to meet other players and coaches, to see Coach Arkeesian, say what's up to everyone, say what's up to Kalani. Uh, it's a pretty cool experience just to just to be in this in, in the atmosphere. Sark's our guy, man. Oh yeah, he played at BYU. He's one. Of, he's one of us. Uh, but he's going to be on the other sideline. It's pretty weird. What What has this experience been like? Given that you've been to Pac-12 media days, and I assume ACC media days last year as well. How How does this kind of compare? Yeah, I just went to that one Pac-12 media day in 2021, um, and it was a good experience too. But a little different, a little bit bigger. We were at like a hotel, and everyone's at the hotel, and we have a huge stadium that uh, <laughs> you know the Cowboys play in, and uh, it's Jerry's World. It's like the best stadium in the country, probably. So. Um, feels a lot bigger right now, and um, obviously there's a lot of excitement too with the expansion of the conference and with us joining it and the other three schools joining as well. So um, a lot more, a lot, a lot of energy in the air, and it's a it's an exciting time for everyone. You've been doing a bevy of interviews, so uh, how has that been? What have your interactions been like with uh, the other members of the media from the opposing fan bases? It's been pretty good, and a lot of people move around too. So if you guys are like, oh, I interviewed you out of high school, or like, oh, we talked a long time, and. Uh, so it's good to kind of catch up with some of the guys I haven't yeah. seen in a while, and they're also kind too. And I was I was a little worried about questions getting kind of repetitive, and it's been pretty easy so far. So I've enjoyed it a lot. But I guess talking to you the other day, I might have a different answer <laughs> yeah, for you. Not. What's the question you've wanted to answer today that you haven't been asked? So we can do that right now. Oh, I don't know. I I feel like I've been asked a bunch of like silly questions about, and everyone's asked, oh, what's this year going to be like? I don't know. Um, I mean, that's your guys' job, right? To go with the good ones. Well, I, was to, I was trying to pedal it over to you. No, can, talk about, you talk about your something. suit, Keaton. Oh, that's a great. Yeah, that's a great. This is a. You know, I actually got this last year. Um, fits good. Got it. Uh, shout out to. I don't remember who did it, but shout out to the guy who helped me get it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's got done me well so far. It's it a little hot good, today. It's very sharp, very BYU centric and appropriate. Yeah, the Navy carried over to to BYU. Yes. I just knew all yeah. along I was going to end up here. Yeah. Now, I've enjoyed your personality so far. The, the the monarchs you wore on our set, the understanding of kind of church culture, right? As a member of another faith, when Cody Epps, when you knew Cody was coming back, you 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 hinted to everyone. You said elder on Twitter. What's it been like to be a, a guy that is incorporating into a very uh, connected to the church fan base? Yet you understand kind of the culture at this point. It feels like yeah, what and, that means to BYU, right? And it all like. The, the mission of BYU and our football team, it, it always goes back to the church. Um, but ultimately, like I was telling my dad the other day, like it doesn't necessarily matter if you're not of um, if you're not of the LDS faith. If you just have good values that align with the church, um, if you're a good person, uh, you value all the things that the church values and, and that BYU values, you're going to fit in fine. And um, I think that's one thing that me and Cody kind of shared. We're not from Utah. We're not uh, you know members of the church. But at the same time, I feel like we've been welcomed in with open arms because um, it's been so easy to kind of seamlessly fit in with guys you share so many values with. You got like a missionary look going, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, trying to. We're on a mission this year to have a good year. So. Very, hey, well absolutely, done. Well that's done. very sharp. You listen. You have dodged the blitzes here, Keaton. Okay, this is very these aren't impressive. the hard ones from BYU TV. <laughs> yeah, it should be the slam dunk. These, yeah, these are you, yeah. quick, he's quick on his feet for this sure. Is a check down. Keaton Slovis is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, you see that Big 12 logo on the BYU jersey, and now it starts to feel a little bit more real. But what's your perception of the Big 12 conference just in general? Uh, how do you th you feel like it'll be different than what you have played against in the past? Yeah, every conference has its own identity and is yeah. a little different. Um, I think on the outside looking in, you know, historically, I look at scoring a lot of you know a lot of points, you know, uh, fun high flying offenses. But I think recently too, just look at how many great players came from this conference. And I think, too, 
any given Saturday. There's no like height of like height of the conference or weakness of the conference. I think every team is so great. Um, you look at a team like I've said this a few times, but TCU played in the national championship and they were in a dogfight with West Virginia, who probably didn't have the best record, but they're playing with team who played in the college football playoff and won a game in the college football playoff. So um, I think that's the beauty of this conference is everyone can compete any given Saturday um, and top to bottom. It's it's a solid solid conference with lots of great players. There's going to be a lot of compelling games on the schedule. Certainly a comment from Pitt, uh, from you to West Virginia will be brought up when you play West Virginia. What will that game be like? Um, it'll be exciting. I mean, for that, that game last year, it was a rivalry game. And yeah. um, I think a lot of that stuff was out of character and probably – egged on by you know people of that prior <laughs> team but um there's no personal feelings towards that team they're a great team and i think ever like all these experiences of going to going to west virginia going to oklahoma state going to texas going to tcu i mean going to kansas i'm trying to think of all of them what's, but yeah. what's the six all of uh, those we only um, missed one what was the sixth the sixth game we did five well, at six. arkansas is the at, other one but and, then, the and then there you go yeah. Is that it? Okay. You well, got yeah. all of them, dude. But anyway, you've, so that's, covered uh, it. you've covered it. Trying to. Got a lot of prep for today. But uh, no, the, all those games are so exciting. Um, so, like, there's no personal grievances or anything with any of these teams. It's just uh, I'm just excited to go play at any of these uh, these venues and against these great teams. I think the Mountaineers will forget. They won't. They won't. I mean, I'm on, the, I'm, I'm, on, I'm, on the, I'm on that team anymore, so I think they can have a little more love. It's a little them. different for, yeah. for sure. Keaton Slovis on BYU Sports Nation. Where are you as a collective unit right now, and and where do you want to be better by the time the first game rolls around in you know fifty ish days? So so where are you now, and and where do you where do you need to get better the most? Yeah, I'm I'm really happy with where we're at. We've done a lot of PRPs. We started picked up you know extra PRP per week this this starting the last couple of weeks. So um, I'm pretty happy with where we're at. Honestly, we've uh, you know you have so many opportunities in those PRPs to kind of get refined with plays to really just harp on them, do them over and over and over again. And then within those plays, where can you get better? And I think that's as fall camp goes along, like nothing's perfect. Coaches aren't out there, um, so they can't see. You can't see everything. But even, you know, simple yesterday, I was talking to Parker about running his route a certain way. And like, hey, if you do this, it's way easier to throw you the ball. Um, and having that understanding of, uh, you know, where I'm seeing the field and where they can kind of come together. Um, you know, going through all the checks that the, the O-line can hear. There's no defense out there. But if they can hear the potential check they're going to get, they're going to get more comfortable. Obviously, in fall camp, you get more of that stuff. So I think that's where we'll kind of grow the most. We've talked to John Beck about you, but I want to ask you about John Beck. What role did he play in sort of being influenced to consider BYU? And what role has he played in sort of your development as, I call him the number one private quarterback coach in the world right now. Yeah, he probably is. Um, it's funny, I got asked the other day, like, what's your affiliation with BYU? And I was sitting next to John, I was like, uh, this guy right here, like, <laughs> he's the reason. I got here um, and obviously had a great relationship before, but just going, um, it just allowed me to kind of trust everything that BYU was selling me because I knew that I could trust John um, and I know I can trust the coaches now, but you don't know who you're dealing with when you meet them for, you know, a couple of days at a time. So um, that really made me feel confident about it. Also, just working out with guys like Jaron and Zach before I even, you know, was in the portal in the begin with, I kind of had a feeling. At you yeah, knew them there. Yeah, so okay. like I'd go out to throw – and Zach or Jam would be out there, and they'd be working on BYU's offense. So even though I wasn't, like, focused on it, I kind of, in the back of my mind, knew what stuff they were doing. I really liked it. Um, so I kind of had a pretty good feel going into it. But, um, yeah, the relationship with John was awesome, and it still is. Like, we went golfing the other day, and he comes out to Utah all the time to throw with those guys, and he'll throw with us too. So I'm um, really fortunate that we have that guy in our corner. Can he still sling it? 
Oh, yeah. Well, you saw, you saw the one right? game, right? Arm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He's wearing Dak Prescott's cleats, too. Those were legit. The custom AJ11 cleats or whatever they are. Those were awesome. All right. <laughs> Maybe uh, they're around here somewhere in the stadium. We're in Dak's house for sure. Um, Jeremy was just talking about, about John, and you were uh, quoted recently saying that, you know, BYU football, it's exciting because you like to take shots, and I'm paraphrasing, but then you said, We've got like every screen pass known to man in in the book. Um, Tinkley Ropati just raised his hand somewhere. <laughs> He's like, "Throw to me." What's it like working with Aaron Roderick as you expand that that playbook and, and open up some more possibilities? Yeah, I think that's the most exciting thing. Like, even with that, the amount of protections we have, it's astounding to me. Like, I'm not used to that. You usually, drop back. It's like, okay, you have six man, five mans, two dead, three dead. Same stuff everyone does in the country, and like. We, I feel like we rarely do that. We almost do every other protection. We do the shots. We do the actions. We do the show actions. Seven man, we block it up. Um, and we can sh- – it's simple for us, but we can disguise it a hundred different ways. Yeah. For a defense to game plan against that, it's so tough. So I know, um, you know, obviously I'm comfortable in the drop back game. So, when you know, I, I want to give A-Rod hopefully the opportunity to kind of dial up whatever he wants and whatever's going to, you know, allow us to attack defense is the best way possible. Caden, great to talk to you, Brother man. Brother Slovis, good to have <laughs> you on, buddy. No, uh, he's looking. He's looking guys. sharp. He's yeah. Things are great, man. We appreciate the time as always. Thanks, no, man. yeah, it's good to be a, good to be uh, my home away from home. Yeah, we got the set here in Dallas. Home in Dallas, good. Yeah. Go, baby. Yeah. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion. BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Our final Big 12 Media Day segment on day two presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. And we use this time to thank today's guest, BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo, quarterback Keaton Slovis, UCF head coach Gus Malzahn, and Cincinnati's Dante Corleone. This has been awesome. It continues tomorrow, day three. Sorry to Dennis Pitta, who ran out of time. Even though he did catch many passes on this field. Up there, yes, he did. Yeah. yes, he did. And then lost his helmet after that. Go take yeah. a picture and send it to him. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> for Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Stacy Corley, BYU great. We'll see you tomorrow for more Big 12 Media Day Gold. More interviews with head coaches. Go Cougs!